0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. I
1: think that there's some people that have tended to think, well, you know, he's good in that space, and have not understood that the hand of God was what put you in that space. And I think that even at times you have felt or wondered to yourself, well, you know, uh, I love to serve but unaware of the call of God to your life that's put you where you are. And I saw, as it were, a fresh awareness that God has called me, bringing strength to your life in a completely different way to anything you've ever known. That where there has been still busyness and deadlines and pressures and demands and All of that, that's been around your life. I saw a growing sense on the inside of God put me here. It's going to be okay. God's going to look after me. I saw you asking God for wisdom in the financial sphere. We've all been blessed by your wisdom last year and all that series we ran where you spoke so much wise words to so many people. But, you know, some people just go, well, he's a good finance guy, you know. But I I believe that God's got more than that for you. And I saw a great rest coming into your soul. A a great sense of God is with me. God's going to help me. And a new authority that's going to come out of that. Father, thank you for Peter. Thank you for Lynette. Thank you for what they together do. Many times unseen by others, Lord, they don't trumpet it around, but you have used them to strengthen others. Now, God, I pray that you, by the Holy Spirit, will bring something fresh over Peter's life. God, as he welcomes again your call to his life in Jesus' name. God, we give you our life as we've been singing in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's sing it again. Jaira, you are enough for us, Lord. Come on, sing it. You are enough. Jira, you are enough. I will be content. And I, I will be, be content, content in every circumstance. Jaira,
0: you are enough.
1: How many people here tonight, you know, you're in the building here even, and you say, God, I want that. I heard you say that, prophesy that over Peter. God, I'd like that for my life. If that's you, why don't you hold your hand up? I often find that what God does for someone else, it's not like He's just saying, well, no one else can have it. I believe in just come before God and saying, Lord, if you would do that, would you do that for me? God, would you refresh my life with a, oh, I tell you, my hands are up in the air to God tonight. Saying, Lord, would you bring that kind of strength afresh to my life? The Bible doesn't say we get filled once with the Holy Spirit. It says, be continually being filled. God, that's what we want. We want You to keep on filling us. We're coming to You tonight, Lord, not as believers that have settled everything and know it all. We come to You as believers saying, Oh God, we need more of You. You are enough, but we are not. Oh, God, we want more. We need more. Lord, we cry out for more. Our nation cries out for more. We as followers of Christ are saying, Lord, would you pour out your Spirit? Pour it out. Pour out your Spirit, Lord, upon our life in Jesus' name. We give you a praise and we give you the glory for it, Lord. Come on, sing it one more time. be content and I will be content in every circumstance. Chira. You are enough. Amen. Amen. Well it's so good to be together and it's so good to be in the house of God, whether you're in the building or not. And a big shout out to everyone wherever you are. Thank you so much. Thank you Tandai. Thank you Jody. Thank you Michael for I love this, and uh, thank you, Leo, for these astounding number of candles that are here. When I came out, I saw all the smoke going around, and I said to Bruce, I hope that's not from the candles. He tells me no, it's from the machine that just produces that atmosphere. So there you are. Well, God bless you. You can have a seat. Thank you for being with us tonight. And again, big shout out. There's people all over the place, over in Queensland, and there's people in Indonesia and lots of people in India. And uh, lots of people in Western Australia too, by the way, uh, who couldn't be here with us in the service, but you're with us online. God bless you. A big part of our life has always been giving, and it's something I've never gotten tired of. I I remember the change that occurred in my life many years ago. I realised that though I'd grown up in a family where it was often about what we didn't have. It was a large family and there wasn't a great abundance I remember hearing the message of God's blessing and really being challenged by it. I remember setting my heart to pray and to seek God for His blessing and favour over my life. And I remember to this day where I was and who I was with when the challenge came to me to do more than pray but to give. And I remember what it was I gave. I remember where it was I gave it and the person I gave it to. It's never left my mind. It was such a a turning point moment. For my life. See, a lot of people are praying for blessing and they're praying that God will bring abundance to their life. But the turning point is not the prayer, that's the starting point. The turning point is when you begin to live out that sense of blessing, when you begin to live like someone who's called to be a blessing rather than simply to be blessed. And I know that it was a small thing back then, trust me. It was so small, but for me, it was large at that time. And uh, ever since then, my life has enjoyed my wife together and our family uh, has enjoyed a wonderful uh, spirit of giving and generosity. It's just been one of our great joys of life uh, to do that. So come on, let's pray as we bring our giving before God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity that you keep bringing to us. We get to bless people in so many ways. Thank you for What Gabby was talking about in mingle time, there where he spoke about his volunteering in hope and the community spirit and the connection that's a part of that. Thank you, Lord, that our giving has always been more than money. It's always been more than worship. It's been us giving ourselves and our time to you. Bless every giver tonight, wherever they are. Bless them in all their giving, their generosity. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you for that. And uh, thank you for being a part of that, however it is that you do that. Lots of stuff going on around the life of the church, of course. Uh prayer here on Wednesday morning, 9 30 till 10 30, just one hour. And if you'd like to be a part of that, EFM still carrying on. <coughs> so, Pastor Bruce, if you want more info about that, <coughs> excuse me, must be the same uh frog that was down there at Mingle Time by that gate. Uh, so, uh, God bless you for however we can be a part of helping us. Talking to a lady, um, I think she was here for the first time or second time after the service this morning. And in that service, God had spoken to her and challenged her. She said, I want to serve. How do I serve? I said, well, just do we know who you are yet? And She said, no, you don't. So I gave her one of our great connect cards. She filled that in, gave it to Marie Chantel. There in the Connect Hub, and I said, Pastor Bruce will be in contact with you this week. And uh, so, there's lots of ways you can be involved. Last night, we were here for the Metro Adults Group. You know, I know Kids Church, just right across the board. So many ways that uh, there's opportunities for you to connect and uh, be a part of a great family, really. And we look forward to celebrating. Uh, into the future with you and all that God will do in your life. In Jesus' name. Well, it's destiny offering time here at Metro. And uh, it's one of the highlights of our year. And uh, this has been an unusual last 16 to 18 months, that's for sure. But, you know, we really believe that uh, regardless of the season, God has got a way of speaking to his people. And destiny offering is simply about that. We stop for a couple of weeks uh, at this time of the year. We as a church, first of all, pray and and say, Holy Spirit, we are ready to listen to you for what you would like us to commit over and above our normal giving. Many of us are tithers in this church. That means we give God our first tenth. It's not a rule here. It's not a law. uh, It's not checked on, but it's something that many of us have chosen as our first step. Lots of us, even above all that, we choose to give. Destiny offering is a part of that over and above giving. And we love to do that. The first time we ever did it was to buy chairs so that more people could come. Well, we're well and truly past that need, but so many other ways that we get to be a blessing. And this year will be no different. Sowing into so many areas of ministry and church life. You know, the vast amount of all that gets given in this church directly goes into helping people. And it's not taken up in, in stuff. It's taken up in people. So thank you for praying with us. Um, I'm going to introduce to you the video. It's got Jody, who you just saw a minute ago. And thank you to Mitch and the team that produced it. I know it looks like it's something we bought from Hollywood, but it's not. It's us and it's here Let's enjoy the video, and I'll be back in a second.
0: As if from a mustard seed, the great shade tree grew. The kingdom, a tree, the soul, a bird. It offers shade to the weary, a place for the soul to perch. The smallest of seeds gives the greatest of outcomes. The seed given within us, small it may seem, we take it for no more than dust. Yet, it is beautiful, it is God's. As we sow into God's church, we sow into his kingdom. We sow into his kingdom with generous hearts so it can grow with the greatest of increase. So that we can reach further to those around us and extend to all the corners of the earth. let us come before you as we seek in our hearts what part we play in destiny. Let the next 12 months be a battle between our generosity and our increase as they race for the light above. Let every person sowing their seed into destiny this year see the impact of their faith over gain in temporary possessions, worldly goods. For as we sow into the kingdom of God, So do we spread an everlasting good. So do we create opportunity for the thirsty to drink, the blind to see, the lame to walk. With faith the size of a mustard seed, mountains will move, and mountains will move, in Jesus' name.
1: Well, congratulations, Mitch and the team there. Thank you, Jody. Brilliantly done. Destiny Offering is our giving over the next 12 months. We make a commitment. But before we do that, we never just make that according to what our bank balance looks like. We always make it as a faith thing we get before God. And, you know, right throughout the whole time of Destiny Offering, I can tell you from my own heart that it's always been from me, for me from a place of peace. I've never come out of a sense of we've got to, we have to, we need, but always out of a, a sense of rest to saying, God, I trust you that you know what we need and that you'll provide and that you will speak to us. And uh, as I said this morning in my own life with uh, Rhonda and our family, I don't think there's ever been a year where we've had it uh, to be able to make that commitment. We've made in faith, believing we've heard from God. And he's never failed us yet. I don't believe he will in the year to come. So before we do that, we're going to pray. You can make your commitment uh, anytime you like, but we will in a couple of Sundays time, we will be inviting the whole church to make that together. And so this Sunday and next Sunday, we take a couple of weeks to pray and to let God speak into our heart and to confirm that. There's lots of ways you can do it. There's on the website. You can see on there the Destiny Offering uh, logo and, and graphic, and you can click on that, and it'll take you through the commitment cards, etc. Uh, I never know what people give, by the way. It's not my intention to ever know. I deliberately choose not to. Uh, so it's not about that. Uh, this is between you and God, a commitment you can make over the next 12 months. Some people like to give it straight away. That's entirely up to you. Can I invite you, though, if you're in the building with me, would you just stand for a minute and Hold your hands out to God and really, I was thinking about that verse today, well there's actually several where Jesus said let he uh, has ears to hear, let him hear. Not everyone hears, but I know that here in this church we've got a heart to hear. Above all that we think and all that's going on and above all the noise of what's around, Lord would you speak. Holy Spirit we invite you to confirm to our heart, to give us a figure that you want us to give. Lord, to speak something to us, to confirm it to us. Lord, we know that whatever it is, as we respond, it'll be pleasing to you because we're being obedient, not because of the amount, but because we're doing what you want. So, Father, I pray that there will be a great sense of peace, not concern, not stress, but just peace from you in this whole area In the name of Jesus, we commit to you all that you want to do and believe you'll bring it to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you so much for being a part of that. If you've got any questions, don't forget uh, our business manager, Tisa Pierre, is always available. Just contact us uh, at the office, info at metrochurch.org.au. And we would love to be able to answer any questions you may have about that. Be our joy to be able to uh, help you through that process for your life. All right, we've been in a series. Uh, this apparently is part eight, and who knows how long it's going to go because uh, I keep feeling like every day almost uh, fresh revelation is coming to my heart, and that's what I'm bringing to you. But called and chosen, let's begin in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. This will be familiar to lots of you. You will have heard this story perhaps a number of times. But Matthew 4 verse 18 is the story of the calling and the choosing of Jesus' team. There is staff and there is core team, the people that he's going to invest most time with and the people that he's going to train. And they are unlikely in so many ways. They were not the kind of people that everybody else would have picked, matter of fact, In the book of of Acts, it says about them, they took note of them that they were unlearned and ignorant people. Have you ever noticed how often God chooses the people, everybody else? It's like uh, God doesn't choose the fish that John West rejects. God chooses the fish. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the other way around. God chooses the fish that God. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, And that didn't mean anything to you if you're in another country where John West doesn't exist, by the way. So really, it's irrelevant. Kind of analogy. Let me just say this, that God often chooses the people that no one else would pick. I'll just say it like that. And uh, Matthew 4 verse 18, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon, later called Peter, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you. Oh, I love that. I wish I could stay on that for a while. He says, follow me and I'll make you. Not follow, you and I, follow me and I'll give you, but follow me and I'll make something out of you. Lots of us know what it's like to have said our yes to Jesus, to have kept on saying yes, and now to see how much he's made us different to what we were. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, all right? Mending their nets, he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. It's so easy to read these kind of passages and to glamorise them, but these people are adults. They're business owners with family. And they are leaving everything they have to follow this teacher, this rabbi, that they've only just met. Being called and chosen is not saying yes to heaven alone. But being called and chosen means saying yes to continued following. I've got to stress that because for so many people they Think of the Christian life as punching my eternity card, getting my boarding pass for that which will take me into the place God has prepared. And it is all of that. And I would never want to diminish the impact of that eternal blessing and that, the beauty of what God offers. However, if that's all it is, then I would say we are of all people most miserable. Because it's far more than that being called and chosen, not the title you get, not whether you are pastor or whether you are leader or whether you are someone of note, but simply knowing that Jesus called me and chose me. That is a commitment to continued following. The second thing I'd say is that being called and chosen, it's the safest place of all. Think about the risk that it looked like they were taking. I wonder what Zebedee thought as he watched two of his boys that he'd planned to hand the business over to and they left their nets and left it behind and dad, not out of hatred or or boredom or wanting a better life, but out of going, I know I'm called, I have no option but to follow. It would have felt like that. And yet even though it looked like they were making the riskiest decision of their life, it actually was the safest thing that they could do. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gets his 12 disciples together and he begins to address their concerns that they naturally had. Have you ever wondered why those Bible verses are in there about saying things like, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6.33, all these things will be added unto you. Why did he say that to them? Because they've just left everything and now they're worried about who's going to look after home. They've got families. Peter had a wife. We know that because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. And evidently, the other disciples, many of them had family as well. And so I've got no doubt that for many of them, there was this sense of, wow, what am I doing? He begins to address their natural concern about provision for their security and their families. I remember hearing the story years ago of four young men that went into the Amazon to bring the gospel to people that they knew were Cannibals. They knew that they had been headhunters. They knew that they had, were, were shut off, but they together felt so called. And one of them, before he left, was asked about what happens if you get there and you lose your life. His name was Jim Elliott. This is what he said. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep. In order to gain that which he cannot lose. In other words, if I give up something in my following of Christ, what I'm gaining is so much more. And whilst what I have can be easily lost, what he gives I can never lose. I want to bring to you tonight an interview that I recorded this week with a young couple. Many of you here will know them. Some of you, they'll be new to you. They were part of team here at this church and they're going to share some of their story about what happened when Jesus asked them to say yes to him. Let's go with it. Thank you. Welcome Ryan and Rebecca Prosser. Pastors Ryan and Rebecca Prosser. Great to have you with us all the way from Hope Centre in Brisbane. Uh, Now about three and a half years ago, around about that, You guys, you'd been on team here at Metro, you were pastors, you were leaders, you were serving in some very significant areas, but you began to feel that God wanted you to make a pretty big shift that ended up taking you across to Brisbane with your family. So leaving behind the security of all your family connections, your social connections, your ministry life, uh, all that that entails. So let me ask you, Ryan, at the start, How did that guidance kind of come to you? Well, both of you, really.
2: I think I would answer that by saying um, it was a a feeling from God that he wanted to take us to new opportunities and that there was a desire for us to continue serving him as we always had and were very faithful within staying in um, the same city, the same church for a long period of time. But we knew that there was something more he wanted to show us and we actually didn't get a destination in mind. Mm. We didn't get a roadmap. We didn't get a, this is what the big thing's going to be. It was just more, you need to take a step. And and he would show the way of what opportunity was going to open. So the strong word that we had was um, there would always be another step to take, that we weren't arriving at a destination.
1: Can I just jump in there? Because you you just said we. And not everyone's married but if you are how does we work as in so which one of you first put your hand up and go i think this and the other one how did that go
2: when i said we i was actually thinking about um all five of us we just had our <laughs> third child and so um i was going to share a bit more about um what the we meant uh, which is uh beyond what what i needed or mm. beyond what rebecca felt for her um we knew that what god wanted to do was Put us in a place where there was going to be opportunities for all of our family and our mm. children as well and so yeah. it wasn't ever driven by the needs of one person in the family mm. it was actually about what can we do to position ourselves where god is going to unlock the potential of each one of our lives because he wants to deliver that destiny to all of us mm. and we thought now is the time to start that um the age we were where our family mm. was um and and the children um, getting into schooling, and we just knew, hey, listen, we've got amazingly gifted children that we want to give them what every parent does, which is the best chance to, to to shine and to excel. So,
1: so who put their hand up? Who put their hand up first, though, amongst you two? Who who was the one who goes? I think so. You did.
3: It it was it was Ryan came to me one day. I remember it quite distinctly mm. actually, and said, "I feel like there's a shift," mm. and you know, I, I think. God never speaks to us in the amount of specifics that we would like. So when he speaks, and I think this is through my whole life, I've always got more questions than I've got one answer. But when you have a word that continues to come to you and you take it back to God in prayer and say, well, what does that mean? And we prayed together and we prayed separately and, you know, it didn't matter what we prayed, we still felt this one word, there's a shift. And so that was a journey in and of itself mm. to unpack what does that actually mean and how is God going to make a way in that? Mm. Um, I love what Pastor Danny always says. When you don't have clarity, you trust sovereignty. And I think for us, that whole experience of praying together and and unpacking and trying to figure out what does this shift mean Um the sovereignty that we knew God had in, in leading our life was the overarching, I guess, story of the whole journey. It was just mm. he's in control yeah. from the start. And so really, if he says shift, then we're going to find what that means and what, what he's really saying to us.
1: It's pretty obvious that both of you began from the surrendered place. Ryan, mm-hmm. you, you were just saying... You know it's our whole family and when you start from going god whatever you want i'll do yeah but can i ask you ryan how did you along the way because for as rebecca's just said for most of us guidance is not a lightning bolt angel at the foot of the bed it's a growing sense of this is the will of god how did you evaluate that along the way how did you kind of go is this god there's a lot of adventure in it but then there's a lot of scary in it i mean you guys took three young children uh you know a youngest was what one no, three. uh three you took them across the other side of australia which is a long way it's not like you just get in the car and go visit in the afternoon so how did you evaluate that along the way i mean
2: yeah i guess one of the blessings was not having um, parameters in which God can move rather than being specific about, um, well, I'll know it's him because it'll Mm. look like green or it'll be in the months of August (laughs) or it'll only be a one hour drive. Um, we, we just were open to him to direct us anywhere.
1: That's really helpful. That's great.
2: I mean, I would have been disappointed if he'd sent me to, to live somewhere where I didn't want to go. Um, but he doesn't do that. Um, I trusted him, um, with leading our family to have children and, um, our son who was born third being a desire of mine. Um, and there's a whole story about how I try, we both together could trust that if we were going to, um, go for a third baby that I felt confident in my heart that, that God would do what his word says, which is give us the desires that we generally have. I think motive is paramount to how we know we're being guided by God. Um, the, the we for our family is that I wasn't doing things selfishly. I wasn't doing things quickly or in a reactionary way. I was doing everything I could to take time and be balanced and not rush into something with a small view of let's just, let's just act and fix this problem. Um,
1: can, I, can I say too, I love it, and you've just alluded to that in what you're saying, that you weren't running away from but you were running too, mm. and you, you know, and I know that a lot of times people will have guidance because they want to escape something or they call it guidance rather than going, no, this is what God is leading us to. Even though you didn't really know what the two was, what church it would be, what your job would be.
2: You feel like there's plenty of things you might be giving up because you don't have um, a certainty about what's going to replace those parts of your life. But, um, we were not intimidated or concerned about, well, which church to we choose once we get to Brisbane? Uh, we had, you know, a, a top list of names of people that we believed in their ministry and we knew that we'd visit their church, but that in itself was another part of the journey that we knew wasn't confirmed before we take the first step, mm. um, he doesn't reveal the whole plan. He gives you a direction and, and each bit of, uh, guidance, um, com- comes with more. As you've been saying so um, both of us grew up in as adolescents in a church where we became um, married and then continued serving so for us this was our first ever opportunity as adults to look at a church and make a decision um, so after being in ministry for, it's it's a it's an interesting thing that if it's your first <laughs> time you just don't know what it's like to go <laughs> right I'm gonna visit a church and now I'm the person coming in the front door rather than the person actually on on staff serving there. So um, it was very true what everyone would say about it, that you keep an open heart for God to direct you. Mm. And as you look and, and wait for his peace to come, mm. eventually you arrive at a place where you go, oh, that's what it feels like. That's what it means.
1: Can I can I just ask you about it? I'm sorry to keep jumping in, but I've got a million questions and we can go for hours on this one. But because I, I think it's, Every believer's desire is, I want God to lead me, even if it's a little bit fraught with uncertainty or even a bit scary at times. But I know that the first church you guys went to, because you're both so talented and so gifted, that they're like going, woo and grab, grab, grab. And yet that wasn't the place where you guys ended up being, despite all that they offered you and all the incentive, if you like. How hard was it to kind of turn down what looked like a great opportunity and go, but we don't think that's God?
2: I'll let you answer back. I'll just jump in quickly. The reason it wasn't hard to turn down is it wasn't what I was looking for. I wasn't visiting a church to kind of like hold up a credential or receive your experience. So I was actually surprised that, yeah, I was actually surprised like, um, hang on, well, can, can I get to know you first? Like I'm, I'm coming to this church to evaluate it for um, my contribution for my family to be here for supporting the vision and it being something that I'm going to, you know, put my roots down into and, and, and plant my life with. I'm not coming here for a job. So it was actually a little bit, um, you know, like somebody offering you um, steak when you thought you were coming for chicken. Like <laughs> am I, what am I, what am I being talked to on this angle for? So it was actually a surprise. It wasn't like, Oh, um, do I have to think about this decision? It wasn't what we we're looking for. Um, mm. But That was the trust factor needed to say we're not trying to pursue a destination or Mm. um, attain something. And we, looking back, God's grace was so amazing, the first year of us being in this new place where we just had an openness to say we're in no rush for this and we'll take our time Mm. for him to deliver his divine opportunity, like Rebecca will share about Mm. preaching and what all that meant to to leave a place where there was a ministry opportunity and to think, well, when will that ever come back again?
3: Yeah. I think um, you've said one of my favorite phrases that you've you've preached is that the just shall live by faith. And, you know, as you walk out any faith journey, including most of the time, changes to what you do in your life, um, you know, when God leads you somewhere, it is a walk of faith. And so, that settled in our heart the fact that we weren't just going to jump up and down and grab a hold of the first thing or the next thing because if God was leading us by faith, then every step of that journey, and even to this day, is a journey of faith. It's not a journey Mm -hmm. of just, you know, here's a job offer, here's just, you know, it's not everything is awesome all of the time because I don't see that in scripture I see that people had to walk out their faith and walk out their revelation of God's leading to them is is not a journey of instant success and instant answers to prayer Um, many of those things can take years Mm -hmm. to unfold really what God has in store for us and so um by God's grace uh Mm -hmm. it wasn't the quickest thing in the world and and when we arrived here at hope center which is now absolutely our home um we had a sense in our heart that it was home but the outworking and the practicality of that was actually a lot of months uh, turning up on a sunday trying to build new friendships uh, trying to establish our kids trying to you know find out our place within the place um and there was There was moments of that that were really uncomfortable can
1: i ask you both about that and then i'll i'm going to get you to pray if you would both of you for everyone that's a part of this service um and that includes people literally in many countries but um can i just ask you you because again i think a lot of people think well if god speaks to me it is so rock solid you could never doubt it and i go oh i'm pretty sure you can um abraham had moments of wavering how did you guys journey those moments where you go have we done the right thing you know hello Uh, particularly when you hit something that looks like it's not working out how did you journey that
3: i've got uh, a scripture that we've held on to every day of the last four years really since this conversation even began and it's that In Genesis 3, verse 1, the temptation that the enemy brings to Eve is a very simple question. It's got four words. Did God really say? And I think for any believer on any journey to be able to answer the question of did God really say? Um, And, you know, you find that actually all through scripture. People received a promise. You just mentioned Abraham. Uh, All of our heroes of the faith had a moment where they heard God say something and then that word is challenged. Mm-hmm. And I think in our life, being able to hold on to the fact that, yes, God said he would take us to a place of blessing. Yes, God yeah. said he would prosper us. Yes, God said he's sovereign. Even if we misheard and we made a mistake, yeah. he's still in charge. Um, and being able to hold fast to that is is just paramount to knowing that you're not making a mistake in the will of God. Mm-hmm. You're able to follow Him, and as you hear Him speak and are obedient to that, He will continue to speak, and you can continue to be obedient to His word. Yeah,
2: the temptation of the devil is for you to um, mm. deny your conviction that yeah. you have heard a promise. Yeah, that's what that 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 um, attempt by the the devil in in the Garden to Eve was was attempting to get a to, to, to deny yeah. the promise and to not be convicted about what you have believed. Mm. Um, I was thinking about your, something similar to your question, Jeff, just this morning, um, seeing opportunities and obstacles or, or circumstances that challenge us. I don't believe my challenge is to, mm. um, to overcome the circumstance mm. is to stay in faith that there is. Uh, that there is an answer yeah. and to to ke- keep a, a heart that holds on to hope that i'll see a breakthrough so mm. it's not the circumstance i need to overcome it's my own internal life to stay steadfast believing after what i want and that's we've applied that same thing to how we've done opportunities for schooling mm. and making applications where we shouldn't be accepted but then getting them anyway <laughs> and, and pursuing oh, wow. something to, to buy property as well so um It's not just about the spiritual dynamics. It's not just about my gifting or my talents and how I'm going to serve God and those aspects. It applies to all areas of our life and how we want to serve him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen,
1: there's going to be a lot of people in this service who are going, I'm confused, I'm uncertain, Uh, I really need God to guide me. Can I just ask you both as we finish, would you just pray for everyone that's a part of the service? Thank you both for Uh, for sharing your heart and your life and some absolute gems there. I'm sure a lot of people are going to go back and uh, review this. So let's get you to pray. Thanks.
3: Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the people who are watching this service today, who are a part of Metro Church. We thank you for people that are your people, God, all Mm -hmm. around the world. And we just thank you right now that as you speak to them, Holy Spirit, you would encourage and comfort and strengthen because that's who you are. Lord God, we thank you that in every circumstance you are sovereign. You are King of kings and you are Lord of lords. There is nothing that is outside of your control. And so today, Lord Jesus, we just pray your blessing and your goodness over the lives of your people. We thank you that you continue to lead us in strength You lead us into victory. Lord God, you always cause us to triumph in every circumstance and in every situation. We thank you for faith to rise in the hearts of your people to see your promises as yes and amen in Christ Jesus.
2: Amen, Lord. I thank you for your church wherever we gather and we meet today that you've called and appointed each one of us to have lives of significance. Mm. And I believe for the people hearing this message today that they would surrender their heart once again that they would come from a place of appointing you lord over their life and that they would make decisions not out of selfishness of their own motives but they would look to glorify you god to encourage other believers around them Mm. and to be an example of what having faith in an almighty god can look like we believe and expect miraculous things in the lives of your people
1: Amen. amen 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 hey thank you both God bless you.
3: Bless you, Metro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Bye-bye. Fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Rebecca. So many great things in there. I was obviously leading that interview, but even hearing it again, I'm just going, wow, that is so healthy and such a good reminder for all of us, no matter how long we've been a Christian. It's true that your first yes get you started with Christ. We talk about yes text here a lot and we'll do that again in a minute. But can I encourage you to keep making your next yes? I believe that every believer needs to make their default. Yes. Yes, Lord. What do you want me to do? Yes, Lord. Do you want me to walk through this? Yes, Lord. Is it easier to escape or easier to to push it aside? But Lord, I'm saying yes to you no matter what it is. I believe that that is the life of the believer, a continual yes to God. I want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's a part of this church that's just kept on saying yes. I want to say thank you to the people that are online with us that are hosting this service online. And for whom some of you, it's the middle of the night, I think, for some. It's very early in the morning for some of you. And you've just said yes to how you can serve. Right across the life of this church there's been a lot of people that just keep saying yes to God. You know all of that really began with their first yes. I know lots of us can remember that moment. I remember mine. I remember the heart beating faster knowing that I needed to say more than just I believe in God. But I needed to say, Jesus I want you to come into my life. Asking you to be my Saviour and my Lord, my leader. And I remember what that felt like. I remember the sense of trepidation, really, because I I had no idea what it meant. I, I understood that you can't give a conditional one. Well, I'll give it a try. But you're saying, Jesus, I recognise who you are. You're King of kings and Lord of lords. You're the only one with the power to forgive sin. And I need that. I remember saying that, yes, I've never, for once, no matter how deep the valley's ever been or the difficulties that have arisen, there's never been a moment ever in all those years when I've regretted that yes. I believe that if you give Jesus your wholehearted yes, it'll be the greatest moment of your life. And I want to encourage many of you, wherever you are, you're in this service tonight, you're with us online, wherever you may be, have you not said yes to Christ every single week There are people saying yes. Some people that used to walk with God and then they lost their way and now they come back and say yes to Him again. People that have never known that that's what I'm supposed to do. They might have grown up with religion or no thought of God at all. And all of a sudden they know this is what I've got to do. I've got to say yes to Christ. If you want to do that, there's three ways that are so simple. If you're with us at MetroChurch.online Well, right now it's coming up one of those great moments. You just click on that Say Yes to Jesus button. You can go to our text line if you're in Australia, 0488-826-392. Just put in Y-E-S, and then we will be happy to send help to you every day. I love the fact that we do this. All the people that have been involved with that every day for 30 days, sending out a Bible verse, a different one every day, sending out a prayer. Sebastiano, Rashida, wherever you are, they do that. And they've got such a pastoral heart about it. They're not just, uh, he's up there, are you? Uh, they're not just kind of just logging those things, but they pray over them and they, they're pastoring people and helping them. You can go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and get it via email. Whichever way you go, a bit our, our joy to be a part of helping you in your journey with Christ. Can I pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for the people right now. I don't know them, perhaps, and I don't know their life. I don't know all that they're going through. I just know that by divine appointment, this moment has been put in front of them. Where you, Lord, are saying, I died for you. I want to come into your life. I want to save you. I want to walk with you for the rest of your days. I want you to learn to hear my voice. I want to strengthen you and change you. I want to be your Saviour, your Lord. I thank you, Lord, that for each one that's saying yes, that will be their reality from this moment on. Thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pray that for every one of us that you will uh, allow the... truth of what Ryan and Beck shared in this word tonight to uh, speak to your heart. Next Sunday night, I'm interviewing someone live in our church. It was a strange kind of a moment, really, in that I prepared a message on what do you do when God tells you something you don't want to hear? I then had a previous appointment with someone in our church. As we sat down, everything I'd written in my book I keep, uh, where I write these kind of things down. This person began to speak out what I'd written down literally a half an hour before, and I just knew that we needed to hear from them. And so I'll be interviewing them next week, which is kind of like a part two of this, even though it'll be part 10 of Called and Chosen. I pray that you will find that most sweetest of places. You'll find that place where you say, Jesus, all that I have is yours. I'll give you my dreams. I'm not trying to run this. I'm going to let you do it. I'm here to let you move in my life. So can we just, as we get ready to finish, if the team, uh, Tendai and Jody, wherever you are, oh, there you are. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Elise. What a beautiful night tonight's been. Can we stand together and we're going to worship the Lord for a minute? And I'd love you before we go out there for all the winter warmers, soup that are out there. I'm looking forward to that. But before we do that, can we just have a little bit more time? Another couple of moments where we say to Jesus, Lord, I'm giving you my life again. I'm saying yes again. If you want to bring a shift in my life, whatever it looks like, if I know it's you, I will certainly follow in Jesus' name. Thank you, tender."